0: In 1858, outside Boston, a bat and ball game was created which came to be known as the Massachusetts game, or town ball. It's not the New York game most people know, with a diamond field and three bases. Rather, in this game there was only one out per inning. The infield was a square, and there wasn't even a foul territory. There were plenty of reasons why the New York game won out over the Massachusetts game as our national pastime. Most notably, The geometry of the New York game made it both aesthetically pleasing and playable, but the geometry of the Massachusetts game was awkward and off-kilter. Many who have played both styles, however, recognize that there are some aspects of the 1858 game that make it preferable to the New York version. What if there was a game that had the geometric appeal and playability of the New York version AND the unorthodox aspects of the popular Massachusetts game? 21st century town ball is an attempt to be just that with a couple tweaks added in 2012 like a physical strike zone five total bases stealing first base and the ball always being live the goal of 21st century town ball has been and always will be to forestall the growing exodus from bat and ball let's bring people back to the game Hello, and welcome back to the 21st Century Town Ball Podcast. I am your host, Grant Moore, and today we get to hear from the first town ball team east of California, the Hillsdale people. The first players to join the team's roster are two sets of brothers, Ezra and Silas Hutchinson, and Felipe and Artur Seams. These are my youngest guests to date on the podcast. Felipe is 18. Ezra and Artur are 15, and Silas is just 12. This is the first time we get to hear from the younger player's perspective, and I was very glad to get the chance to do this one in person. We passed a single mic around the table, so everyone got equal opportunities to speak, so you'll notice that everyone's voices go in the same order. Each question starts with Silas, then Ezra, then Artur, and lastly, Felipe. So that's how you can keep track of who's talking. These guys are really special to me because they were my first teammates outside of my family here in Michigan, and they are keeping the spark alive as we build townball from scratch out here in the Midwest. Special thanks goes out to Marcy Horton for making the jerseys for the Hillsdale people and to Melissa Harris for providing playing opportunities in conjunction with other community events in town. And then, of course, a big thank you goes to the Hutchinson and Seams families for going all in on Town Ball. Hey, how come this episode didn't start with a little story that involved me and my voice somehow? Because I procrastinated this episode, Kermit. I procrastinated editing the episode so I could not whip up an entire scene on the fly. Oh, well, I guess I'll just be on the one next week or something. Good night. This episode might be the most Midwest episode you hear in this series, technically. So filter your tap water, avoid potholes, and say hi to the family of deer that just walked around your entire neighborhood in broad daylight, because we're talking about Town Ball in Michigan. All right. Today, I have with me four Townball players here in Hillsdale, Michigan. We have the brothers Silas and Ezra Hutchinson and Artur and Felipe Seams. Hello, how are you all doing today? Good. Good. Pretty well. Yeah. We have an interesting uh mic set up today. We're all in person, and my mic can only reach so far and pick up so much. We're all trying to get it up right, nice and close to our faces. So we're we're gonna do a lot of handing off today. So This is the first time we've heard from any town ball players this side of the Mississippi uh, from town ball players on my own town ball team, the Hillsdale people. So I think it makes sense to learn how you all came to the sport and we'll just, we'll start from there. So we'll go off with you, Silas.
1: Oh, I came to the sport through my piano teacher, Mrs. Moore.
0: Yes. Who also happens to be my mom.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. What about
2: you, Ezra? It's a very long story. I don't have much of time to tell the story, but I can say that it was also through Mrs. Moore who wonderfully brought me to this game called Town Ball.
0: How about you, Artur?
3: Um, I was at my sister's track practice one Saturday, and uh, my brother told me that there was going to be a barbecue at the his Town Ball game that afternoon, and I like unhealthy food. So I decided I was going to go along um, I decided to play now. That's
4: about like, all the rest is history.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're pretty... Uh, you, you've well, you come to like two games, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: I can definitely vouch for that. He loves food. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I actually came to Town Ball, same way through Mrs. Moore. And then Grant invited me to a game. And I came and I enjoyed it. And then I brought our tour to a game... Hopefully I'm gonna get my older brother to come to a game here soon yeah. as he, he just came back from university. So great.
0: Awesome. And I uh remind me, was your first game the quad game in September? Were you at that one?
4: Uh no, my first game was uh by the college, by the baseball field. field? Yes, yeah, I was more of a more play. of a practice yeah. than a yeah. more of a practice than a game. Uh and then the quad came I think three games later about I played in it.
1: Maybe like Sunfield.
0: Some, some like- yeah, which is commonly known as just the intramural fields um, at Hillsdale College. Uh, we, I think we've only ever had about two or three games ever at Hayden Park, which is further up the road. Everything else has been at the intramural fields or the quad. So you guys would remember more of the Hayden Park stuff from like the fall of 2021. Uh, you want to talk about your first game, the one that Daniel Jones was at? I mean, you would remember... More of that, but okay, you were not. I don't,
1: yeah, I, to, I wrote, they didn't remember it. It
0: was like when I was. Nine. Do you remember just what your first games were like and what you thought about it?
1: Stealing first base lots.
0: <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you're pretty good at stealing first base. Thank you. Yeah, you're also a good pitcher. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I enjoy it. And yeah, my first game was at uh, Hayden Park, I think. Yeah, yeah. and. I just like to steal first base, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: my first game, I think, was at Hayden Park, maybe the very first game that was open to the public in Hillsdale, if I remember remembering yeah. that correctly. Um, uh, it was the first,
0: like, big one.
2: Yeah. So I was very small compared to all of the big college students and older men there. So it was a little bit intimidating. But I remember I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was great to get started kind of with the sport, which has now led me to many hours of fun. I would highly recommend it, and yeah.
0: And if you are another person who tends to like being in the pitcher position. Uh, you guys both uh, are really good pitchers. So when I have you guys on different teams, and you guys decide that you both are going to be the pitchers for your different teams, the game will usually just turn into some kind of a pitching duel. Yeah. So
2: I would like to clarify, though. I think last game I zoned eight; he zoned six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my first game
3: um i i thought it's pretty interesting rules were similar to baseball mostly oddly enough i never got any barbecue ever but <laughs> but because i was so focused in on the game and i thought the rules i think the rules are better than um just typical baseball and it makes the game more challenging more fun
0: is there any specific aspect of that that sticks out like stealing first base or i think
3: i think the no foul zone it makes it makes it more challenging and stealing first base as well
0: what about you
4: yeah my first game uh probably like the first large game i went to is at the quad and i i enjoyed that a lot just because being in the college in the center of the college is really interesting to see how the field could be set up and the way all the college students then came by and got involved in the game. I thought that was really good. And I enjoy as well, the no foul territory, but I like running a lot more. And I like the fact that you can steal bases Mm -hmm. at any time. Like it's always in play. There doesn't have to be any hitting or anything like that for you to be stealing bases. You can steal at any time. So that's the part of the game that I enjoy
0: most. Yeah. I'm so I met you, Felipe. I think, Almost a year ago now. Wow, that's a long time. That went by quick. Last fall, I think, was really when I think you started coming to games. And, of course, our tour very recently. But Ezra and Silas, you guys have been the ones that have been playing the longest. Two years, I think, We're getting close to two years, which is crazy. And you've, I've, it's been very fun to watch you guys uh, get better. And and as you're growing and you you pick up on the game, very quickly what have some of what have been some of your most favorite experiences like teaching some aspects of the game to new people because we have we've had a lot of new players come after you. you guys you i mean I, I know i know it's only been two years but you're kind of like hillsdale town ball veterans at this point what has it been like to work with newer players and help them with the, the game
1: um it kind of feels like when i started um i was an amateur and so are they And it's, yeah, it's like, and they start coming to more games, which is fun, and watching them get better as well as like me and Ezra. And yeah. Nice.
2: I think it's very fun to watch again. Yeah, like silo said, other players grow in the game. It's very satisfying when you're in your entire team can pull a trick play and not just two people who've been playing for, you know, two years or whatever.
0: Yeah. Everyone gets the idea of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It definitely makes the games more interesting when you have a group of people that know what they're doing.
0: When we have a lot of brand new people to the game, what's the most important position you prefer to have as a more experienced player?
2: As a more experienced player, I would say I'm usually someone that would either probably take a catcher position or a pitcher position just because it's it definitely takes more knowledge of the game to be able to know where the ball needs to be and where your players need to be set up. And those two positions probably are the things that encompass that most. Um, in a few games, I've
3: I've seen just watching some new players that have come along. I think everyone builds off each other's yeah. skills. When we're watching, whether we're we're watching another person bat or we're we're pitching or whatever position we're in, I think everyone gets something from the experience, even if they're not doing playing a bigger as big role as another player. I think everyone learns every game, and that's why mm-hmm. these two are are so well. They're such good players. Thank
2: you. <laughs> um, but I, I think I would add to that, that in this game, every position is big. There's not, yeah. especially with no foul territory and while always in play there, you, you, every position needs to be done well, because there's not really much room for error.
4: Yeah, the, the situational awareness as well, you get much better at it. Like, I'm not nearly as good as probably Ezra or Silas at this yet, but you get much better at realizing, like, there's somebody at this space yes. and I need to be here. Or, you know, I've made mistakes like that before. Just last game we played, I made a mistake like that. You have to be careful where you're throwing the ball to because yes. balls going past people is a big thing in town ball, too. Like, missed catches can become bad plays as well. So the situational awareness definitely grows.
0: Although it's been cool to see you take a little more risks. Like you said, you... In the last two games we played, you've gone from third to fourth when, I don't know if I necessarily would have gone, but it was fun to just see you try it out because that's like when the game starts to get really interesting is when it's more and more risky.
4: Yeah, and you find out too how far you can take it as well, and you also learn about the people you're playing against. How far can you take it against a certain person and what are those person's weaknesses as well? Are they a fast runner? Can they throw well? You know, who's at bat too? It's also a huge thing. Are they a far hitter or an infield hitter? That all comes into play in town ball and that's fun.
0: And since we play with so many newer people, we don't know a lot of where people's limits are. So it's constantly a guessing game and you, you never know and that's what makes part of it fun uh two games ago on april 29th we played north adams and there were a couple times when i was hanging out at third base and i led off quite a bit to try and taunt my brother nathan who was pitching our tour was the third baseman (laughs) two separate times in the game i got a little too risky and leading off and in in town ball you don't have to run in a straight line so i literally led off in the direction of the pitcher and not in the direction of fourth base (laughs) I was trying to egg my brother on and try and get him to mess up. But he proved me wrong. He got it very quick back to Artur when I wasn't realizing it. And then Artur tagged me out before I could get back to the base. And this happened two separate times.
4: And I think his height helps a lot, too. Because he's like 6'4". four I can so. over grand. Yeah. He can <laughs> see, yeah. see over you and catch over you, too.
0: That so, was your first game, too. Yeah. What was that like, watching that kind of interaction happen?
3: Um, I thought it was... I thought it was just another case of sibling rivalry. And I thought maybe, <laughs> maybe if you were leading off this much, maybe, maybe you felt it was safe that you're going to be able to run to fourth. Cause you know Nathan really well. And, so. and as I saw Nathan go to pitch, I was like, oh, he's going to pitch. But then he kind of surprised you, threw it over you. I thought, I thought that was an interesting play, but I think you got a little bit, a little bit too, uh,
4: Bold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I like to. I, I like to do that with my brothers, as I'm sure you guys like to do with each other. Yeah, which there's, definitely makes things fun. Sibling
4: rivalry is pretty big, like in town ball. There's, I think, there's quite a few sibling teams actually in town ball right now, and they're battling. So,
0: I mean, most of the attendance at our games is helped by the fact that our teammates have siblings that can come and help play. <laughs> yeah. I have two brothers. Ezra, Silas, and you guys have even brought your sister Isabel at yeah. this point. And, and, mm-hmm. and your dad has come before. And then, Felipe, you just started bringing tour Now, hopefully, your older brother. What's his name? Fred. Fred. Hopefully, Fred can start playing soon. So, yeah, if it wasn't for big families out here, I don't know what I would do for attendance <laughs> at these games. So, thank God for that. Silas, is there any aspect of the game that was a little difficult for you in the beginning, but over time, it became easier?
1: Um, maybe, uh, it's hard. I don't know. Maybe, um, an aspect would be hitting because I'm not much of a hitter and the bats are really heavy, yeah. but as I grew older, I got a lot easier, definitely to hit the ball and make contact.
0: Nice. And
1: so, cause you can hit it anywhere. So.
0: Bunting more or like a full swing?
1: Um, well, I don't have a very big swing. So in between like the pitcher and me sort of like, not like bunting, but like kind of In between. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is why you probably like stealing on base (laughs) more, but now you probably feel like you can, you have enough experience to be able to pivot between, I can steal, or, you know, maybe I can actually hit this one off. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ezra?
2: Um, I would say definitely, I think it's a very stressful game to be brought up, start with, especially if there's multiple people. Actually, probably less stressful if you have more people, because there's a lot a lot of moving pieces and a lot going on and there's a lot you have to be aware of. And so when a pitcher is yelling out a lot of random directions and having you move around a bunch, it can be, I think very confusing, especially if you don't know the game well. And I would say that's probably one of the harder things that you kind of have to just get used to. And that's where knowing the rules really helps.
3: Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. You know trying to discern what the pitcher is at you, what direction you have to go. You have to be, you have to be aware and not just, not totally focusing on the ball, but where you're gonna throw the ball is is a little poor, is more important, I'd say. Another thing that kind of confused me at the start was the striking system. When I swing, miss the ball. I wouldn't know if if that was I thought that was a strike, but you of course had the catch in the air. Yeah. That's a bit confusing, but I got used to it. I think um very accustomed to the rules now
1: and then hit a blind drive to my face so yeah
3: that, that was that was good <laughs> you i don't remember that
0: you don't, almost you don't yeah.
3: know what it was at
1: what
2: yeah i did, he did that. his head off
1: it might have been when you were at the you might,
2: the might have been the concession but our tour hit a line drive straight at Sauce's head
1: yeah oh my god i ducked just in time
2: yeah, yeah it was really
4: close
0: yeah i was at the boot cart getting my my burger and that was when my team was getting a bunch of runs i was like oh i should just leave more often and <laughs> maybe we could actually win it's been very fun to play with all of you because you both bring a lot of different things to the game. And even though you all kind of have your predictable ways of playing, you still can kind of go back and forth between things and you know mess with somebody's head. One thing that I don't think has been covered a whole lot so far in the episodes on this podcast is playing town ball with kids or just people under 18 in general. Felipe, who only just turned eighteen, like in the last few months, right? How has it been playing town ball with younger people who may not be as you know strong, athletic, fast? Has the game still been safe or fun for those people, or has it been kind of limiting in your experience?
1: Well, I am kind of one of those people, so like <laughs> I haven't ever played with someone who is younger than me, so it's kind of difficult. Like, how old are you? Yeah, um, I'm. I just turned twelve. Okay. So yeah. Happy birthday. Thank y'all. It was still like I'm with y'all, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I haven't really had experience playing with people younger, but, yeah, so I don't really know how to answer that question. Ezra might be better at that. because. Well, I mean, you
0: can answer for yourself, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm not much of the hitting type, like I talked about before, but I can run fast,
0: mm-hmm. so I guess
1: it's kind of like, it's, yeah, it's still a lot of fun if you're younger. Like...
0: Well, and you have really a really good sense of timing. You know when to when to run, when to move, which if anyone has a good sense of timing, they can probably still last in the game, even if they're one of the most unathletic people around, which I'm not yes. saying that's you. You're decently athletic. What about you, Ezra? I mean, you, you guys have both had baseball experience, but you're still you're not a college student per se, you know.
2: Yeah, so I haven't really played with many younger people besides Silas, who's doing just fine in the game. I would say there's another sense of younger people in the sense of like people just coming to the game who have never played before in their first game, Um, and that's I think another way that you can define it. And it's not—I mean, it's not terrible. You you just have to have patience. Is a thing that because they don't know what you're doing, especially if you're a veteran and you see an opening, and but your other players don't. That's definitely something that you have to be kind of aware of.
0: You mean like a strategic option? Yeah,
2: time. yeah. So yeah. strategy is definitely a thing that you kind of can't do as much as, and you have to be aware that they've never played before. So, whereas if if I'm on a team with a bunch of veterans, you know, I can move them around based on the situation, and they'll understand what that means and understand how to deal with that situation. Um, but if you're playing with a bunch of new people, they probably you kind of have to be careful because they probably don't know what what it all means
0: yet. Yeah, but you or
2: um,
3: just in general, in my experience of playing sports with younger people, not just town but it can be intimidating for them to come and play against older people who are stronger at the game. I think you just have to be patient with them and, and you know, encourage them along the way. And because they're not going to be, they're not going to know all the rules at first. So I think, I think it's important just to be patient encourage them and I think that it helps them it helps them learn
0: and remind me how old are you 15. you're 15 and, 15. and Ezra you're also 15 okay cool and when how long you did you turn 18 oh it's got to be three months ago three months ago? Three ago
4: okay yeah so I would say playing with younger people too you're talking about uh status sense of timing also to their very unpredictable yeah like they might take a risk that you never saw coming and because you didn't see it you didn't think of it as a risk then that becomes an actual yeah an actual play because yeah you didn't see it coming and that's a great thing about town ball if you're not good at hitting or you're not good at running you can always take them another position and you'll be good at it and a lot of times you can surprise people yeah so like stylus has surprised me before <laughs> I know you guys have probably surprised each other in game zoning out. Like you guys are good at pitching. So it's really interesting to see younger players surprise you once they learn the game. really yeah. Well, they can
0: surprise you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been the, the funnest aspect for me is just a player slash spectator is both of you Hutchinson brothers have zoned out both my brothers a few different times <laughs> when I thought they would just crush the ball and they didn't. And you got them out and it was kind of glorious. <laughs> well, we'll have to, you'll we'll have to hear from Jacob and Nathan on a, on the future episode about that. Um, Cause <laughs> rival, like, yes, my
4: brother's it." let <laughs> yes, let's go.
0: Um, Felipe. I don't know if you said this before, do you have more of a favorite position you like to play? I mean, everyone moves around a lot so you can have like a top two or three. probably, but
4: yeah, Fielding is pretty good, but I like to be uh, a runner with open bases because I like stealing, like leading off. So if I have open bases, it's really fun just to distract people. When there are more people on the bases, it gets complicated, Mm -hmm. less a little bit to the complication to the game. Yeah, Because you can't always run because you have to think about, can the next person run? How fast can they run? So can they beat the thrower too, who is going to be throwing the ball? Can they beat that? So, yeah, you know, if you have somebody like Dylan, another town ball player, yeah. if he's throwing the ball, there's probably a good chance he's, you're going to get out. So,
0: yeah. Or if he's on base, yeah. there's a good chance he's just going to steal three bases in 15 seconds. <laughs> and then he's going to cover like 150 feet in that time frame. Um I know you guys have, you two in particular, the Hutchinsons have played a lot more games, but is there a single moment you remember where you were like, wait a minute, you can do that in this game? I didn't know you could do that. I mean, you pro- this would probably have to be when you guys were first learning it, um, and and maybe, maybe this happened to you in the last couple of games in the last month or two um I'll just kind of, for any of you any of you who comes up with what first, I'll just hand it off.
2: For, for me, it's Honestly, maybe a little bit every game, because there's there's so many wonky and weird things you can do with it. I don't remember any specific. I can't off the top of my head think of any specific moments when I first started. I mean, first hearing for, hearing the rules for the first time, it was kind of crazy to hear. I mean, you could steal first base, you could throw the ball at people, all that kind of stuff. And so it's just kind of a new experience all around every every game. I think because the game is varies so much. It depends on the players and everything.
0: Never play the same. Game?
4: Yeah, game. It's not like baseball.
0: Sleepy, you had one.
4: Definitely the pegging people, like throwing the baseball at them to get them out. That was definitely a like, wow, this game is awesome. <laughs> like throwing the ball at people, you can throw the ball at people to get them out. So that's like pretty amazing. Dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. You get a little bit of dodgeball kind of action in there. I thought that was pretty awesome.
0: And pegging is like such a crucial thing in the game. If you miss it, you're, you're like you just bought the runner way more time to steal maybe one or two more bases depending on how hard you threw the peg even close range that's the worst when it's a close range peg and you miss them and it just went probably 20 yards in the other direction and they just got one or two more bases because of that I've I've had too many experiences being the pegger and missing but then there have been some fun times when I think the April 29th game, which was the one you were first at, Artur. <laughs> yep. Well, I got Artur tagged me twice when I was getting back to the base, but Ezra, I don't know if it was you or Nathan. I think it was Nathan. He I was running from second to third and he almost hit me. It went right through my legs as I was running. Um, but I was able to get all the way to fourth because of that, because nobody was covering fourth.
2: That might have been yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly who that was there was a lot of pegging in that game i think i got pegged three times you got pegged so much on many different occasions yeah from second to third yeah i mean because it was very surprising because we were a group a group of four guys and well three guys and a girl who had come and i didn't know how well they played maybe it was five i don't remember exactly but I know their arm situation, and I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at some moments. that, like, you know, hey, they, they might actually be pretty good at this game, and I that led to me getting pegged three times, <laughs> trying to steal when I probably shouldn't have. Did
0: you have something?
1: Um, yeah, I hate pegging. Like, I've been pegged multiple times. Once I got like I was sliding the first base, and I got pegged by like a fifty-year-old, probably. <laughs> it was and I was diving. Like those situations are like, I find very funny when like. There's the 50-year-olds pegging me who's diving. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's, I mean, that's an example of how Town Ball is a game that not just that kids can play, but middle-aged people can play as well. I mean, I don't know if you guys had some experience playing with that wide of an age range.
4: Yeah, like when we, we played against some vintage baseball teams, and it was amazing to see them, like, throwing balls, catching balls. We had some people there, probably in their sixties, even, and like I hit a huge hit, and it was caught in the backfield. Amazing catch by I think Thanks. a 60 or even maybe I don't know. Maybe was so. this the
0: Dayton
1: thing? Or
4: uh no, that was in Canton. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Oh, you came to that?
4: Yeah, Canton uh, against the Canton Corn Shuckers, the vintage or, baseball. No, the team.
0: the Detroit Vintage Baseball Club. That was like Memorial Day.
4: Um, it was. It was a. Uh, Forty-five minutes from here, you drove oh, me you, with Nathan. Chelsea, the monitor baseball club. Oh, in Chelsea. Yep, monitor.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. No, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of clubs out here. No, that that's right. You were there. That, yeah, that was one of your first games. Yeah, it was. Back, I think it was your very first one.
4: Yeah, very close to the first, probably second, I think. But yeah, it's, it was fun that to was see just them. You,
0: Nathan, and me. That was. Yeah,
4: it. yeah, we were, and then their vintage baseball team. We had fun playing vintage baseball and some town ball. And there were a lot of younger kids there, and then their parents, and then I think maybe even some grandparents. I think.
0: Is there like a. Four-year-old?
4: Yeah, there was a four-year-old that played. And he actually hit the ball quite a few times. I was very surprised he could swing the bat that yeah. well. You know, that's another uh time when young people surprise you.
0: Yeah. No, that game uh against the Chelsea monitors. Uh we you're right. We saw a lot of action and base stealing yeah. uh from guys on that team. Um uh, not all of them stayed behind, but some of them did. Did the, the, the team captain um Honest John. That's his nickname. He stayed behind and His son played. Uh, he was about your age. Yeah. Uh, man, I forgot you were there. That's right. That was like last August.
4: And it's cool to see baseball players play town ball too because they're usually pretty advanced at baseball. And then when they move to town ball, once they learn the rules, they're really good at town ball.
0: Yeah. Technically, that's true of Ezra and Silas here. And you, you're still playing baseball right now this summer. So how do you have to like jump between different brains when you're playing?
1: Um. Well, baseball just kind of come nat- naturally now after I've played for however many years. And yeah, town ball is what really like, I forget about some of the rules after just playing a baseball game. And then I played town ball and I'm like, Oh, I forgot that you could do that. And yeah, yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, what is, what has it been like to play against fellow baseball players who are new to the game?
1: Um, Yeah. It it reminds me of when I had to do the same thing, like when I was transitioning from baseball to town ball. It was a very interesting experience. The first few games, yeah. when I was still like learning the, um, like the rules of the game.
0: Yeah. What about you, Ezra.
2: The transition.
0: Yeah, well, it's still like dissecting between your baseball brain and your town ball brain.
2: Um, I think they're very when it really boils down to their baseball is pretty similar sport in some, in a few aspects and they're also different enough though, that it's pretty easy to keep them separate. I think just, I mean, I've played baseball for a long time so that I mean, baseball stays is one thing that I'll probably always know kind of how to do. And that will not take something that I'll have to relearn probably. And town ball is the, is different enough that I can distinguish between the two, but similar enough that I can remember that game also. Yeah.
0: Now, Philippe and Artur, have you guys had experience playing other kinds of sports of any kind before town ball?
4: Yeah. Yeah, We played soccer a lot before we played town ball. In terms of like baseball experience, we just like used to go in our backyard and hit balls and like have fun catching them. So we'd have two people in the outfield and play like a point system. And, you know, whoever catches or hits the most balls would win. So, when we came to town ball as our first time playing a more organized game. Like we had never played organized baseball or anything like that. Yeah. So not like when we came to town ball is like we're kind of first time playing. So it's kind of actually, it may be easier to learn town ball first. We had watched baseball before, but you know, we never really took notice of the rules. So uh-huh. when we came to town ball, it's easier to learn the rules, I think than if we had learned baseball first and then maybe trying to switch.
0: I was going to say, do you think that made it the learning curve a little easier? Cause you didn't have something to relearn. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like when you see newer like baseball players that switch to town ball, a lot of the times the first thing that will happen is when the ball is thrown and they, they hit a swing at it and they miss, they think it's a strike or they hit the ball and they think they have to run. And if you've never, if you've never played baseball, that's not really a problem because you're just learning new
0: stuff. Yeah, I personally, I only played like recreational baseball for two years in the fifth and sixth grade, and that was it I haven't I haven't played for years. So when I was learning town ball, I had a very similar experience as you, where I wasn't fighting against this other bat and ball game system with other rules in my head. I mean, yeah, sure, I remembered like general, like a strike is a strike. And you know, an out is an out. I remember that stuff. But my way of thinking about it was flexible enough that it wasn't too much of a barrier when people ask me baseball questions about like, Hey, we can do this in baseball. Can we, can we do this in town ball? Does this carry over or does it not carry over for the first couple of years? I was like, "Uh, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Cause I don't know all the rules about baseball in order to let you know, all I know is this game. So I, even the whole concept of home and visitor and the top and bottom of an inning That's a concept that for whatever reason, I only just recently, like finally grasped (laughs) because when you, the way you win in town ball, as you know, you have to get to eight runs, be ahead of the other team by five runs and whichever team gets to that criteria first, if they are the visiting team that does that, then the home team has one more opportunity. But the reason why that's the case is because visitor is always at the top of the inning and home is always at the bottom of the inning. But when my concept of an inning in town ball is kind of thrown off because it's not about the inning, it's about the runs, and it goes so quick, and all I'm thinking about is my team's offense strategy for the next time we go up. So it's it's just funny how I myself, you know, an avid town ball player, am just now coming around to like the logic behind why we have that last bat situation the way that we do.
2: It's easier just to remember which team hit first and then go from there because it's too hard to remember. Now it's the top of the second, now it's the bottom of the second. The
0: The team that hits first, if they meet the winning criteria, only then do you have the opportunity to give the other team. Whereas if the team that hits second gets there, you're done. As soon as they get it, you're done.
1: Another big change from baseball was there's only one out and it's a physical zone, which which I think is a lot – I, I like that a lot more because mm-hmm. you have it's it's a quicker paced game and it's it can be more than nine innings nine innings or it could be less so it's more like up in the air like how long it's gonna be yeah. or like it's it's based on who you're playing against
0: yeah
4: and also too there's. There's no guesswork on strikes. Like there's no umpire there, like, oh, did it go in or not? The umpire made a bad call. It's all like physically done. You know, it's easy to see if the ball hit the hit the strike zone. Yeah. And town ball is a really fast-paced game. Like there can be eight, eight scores in an inning pretty yeah. quickly. And also, too, you can get out in one pitch. So we've yes. had it we've had a couple innings actually, even at the last game that ended in one pitch, where Ezra strikeout silas even like one pitch strikeouts so yeah yeah i like that
0: too. one pitch strikeouts are for the offense probably the most satisfying thing and for the defense the most crushing thing <laughs> uh yes thank you Other way around i'm sorry thinking of yeah whatever so you know what i mean that's <laughs> again my baseball brain doesn't exist you guys have had experience playing town ball in a very small community context. You haven't played it with a lot of people consistently with a very like heightened level of competition where everyone is really good. You haven't played it almost in a tournament style where you're really trying to beat other town ball teams. How has your experience playing town ball in a much more casual feel good context made the game enjoyable for you
1: um well it makes it it's definitely a lot less stressful because you you're not trying to win every single game and if you don't win you might like um you might like not make it to the final or the playoffs or any like reason like that more like in in town ball when it's casual you can just play for fun and if you lose you lose
2: uh, I think casual environment's nice. It's it's kind of the opposite of baseball. Baseball is a lot more competitive in the sense that usually when you're playing baseball, you're playing in a competitive environment. And so town ball is a nice transition where it was just more laid back, kind of chill. We're all just kicking it out there and hitting around and that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I,
3: I, I like the casual environment better where, you know, no one's treating it like like it's a job, like we have to do well. To have fun, and I think a lot of humor plays into it as well. As you said, when you're teasing your brother, when someone's teasing someone else, it, it adds to the game and it makes it more fun. But you're everybody. worried about
2: th- getting thrown out or anything for yeah,
0: oh, like the bad behavior, whatever. yeah, well, because bad behavior isn't likely to happen, yeah, exactly.
4: if
3: there's humor, yeah,
0: exactly.
4: Yeah, there's, like, no, there's nobody, like, when there's no competition, there's no arguments over anything, you know, if one team really gets a strike, like, if, if there's ever an argument over, like, you know, did he get there in time for, like, a out on a base run, it's just like, usually the teams will just be like, well, we'll just, you know, let it go this way or that way. There's no argument really over, oh, I know I got him out, or I know I made it to the base. So, that helps, and also that it's a new game, too, I think, helps, too, that, People are more casual about it because it's a new game as well. It's mm-hmm. coming to prominence now a little bit more. I know in San Diego it's a lot bigger, right? Yes, no, but yeah, yeah, and they're getting more competitive there. But still, even there, I don't think there's any arguing over different things like uh, strikes or whatever.
0: Nothing ugly. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing ugly. I have played in the Fresno tournament. There are definitely a couple times when we definitely. Had need it was great that we had an umpire when when tournament games you should have an umpire because the level of competition requires you have an unbiased party dealing with that with the games we've played we've basically just been self-umpiring we've been trying to be honest and sportsmen and make our own calls and the stakes like you're saying it's not a high stakes situation um people are there just to have fun but what's nice is as the competition level increases, the fund doesn't get lower. The fund stays about the same or it goes higher. Because again, like you said, the game, there's so many things that are so hard to say that it black and white happened, especially if it's a close call, that sometimes teams are just willing to be like, we'll give you this one as long as the next time this happens to us, you, you just let that one slide. And we just kind of go back and forth that way.
4: And also to being more casual of a game it's better for learning the game Mm -hmm. i think because you know if you make a mistake people aren't going to be angry at you like your your team's not going to be angry at you and like oh you've made this mistake bad on you they'll probably tell you like hey next time you should probably do this and then you learn yeah so that's much better to being casual smaller
0: community yeah and that's what's nice to not be bound by nine innings you just keep going until you get the runs (laughs) You have so many more opportunities, even in the batter's box, because strikes are different. You have way less penalties for swinging.
1: Yeah. Baseball is kind of like a black and white game, whereas Town ball can happen any other way, like any different way than it happened last time. Like baseball, always nine innings. And if you have more on the other team, then you win. And like, if it's in the strike zone, it's a strike. And like, you can, there's everything's just black and white in the same, every game. Whereas in Town ball, there's a lot more vari- um, variety, um,
0: what do you think the future of the sport looks like?
1: Okay, that's a really hard question. Um I think it won't get any less fun, but more competitive possibly as players get better and like have have more experience with the game, but not any less fun, like still the same fun level.
0: Do you think that a lot of amateur teams can still coexist at the same time with players who want to get to an even more intense professional level?
1: Um, Yeah, like, if they're mixed in, that's totally fine. Like, every team sometimes has a weaker player. But, like, yeah, I think they can coexist as long as it's more evenly divided, as long as it's not just, like, a team of people who've played one game in a team of people who have played it their whole life.
0: Yeah. What about you, Ezra?
2: Uh, If I'm being brutally honest, I would rather see this game stay. I'd like to see it spread. I think it'd be great to see it go all over the U S and I think if that, I think I would like to see it, especially in smaller towns, just a nice casual thing. I mean, I don't mind competitive things. I feel, I feel like if you want to play competitive sports, baseball is great for that. And I think that this is just a nice way to kind of, play baseball in the way more casual and laid back sense. in 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 my opinion,
0: okay. So you think that, okay. So that's the first time I've heard something like that. You think if you want like the hyper athletic stuff, you should actually just straight up play baseball instead of make a hyper athletic version of town ball. Is that what you're saying?
2: Kind of. I just think town balls more enjoyable as just a casual thing. I mean, I know on hot days when you're pushing, you know, Two hours, two and a half hours of playing. and It's a close game. I know, at least for me, sometimes it gets very stressful, and it kind of becomes less less fun at that moment. You know, when you it's hot out, and I think if you just making it competitive just kind of makes it maybe the game feel like that the entire time, and it makes it. So, I mean, there's so many, so much room for error because there's so much going on that at a competitive level, it's so easy for your teammates to turn on you for making a little mistake because mistakes are made so often. Yeah. And I think just in baseball, it's there's not necessarily less room for making mistakes, but they're more controlled, controlled mistakes and less of oops kind of thing. And I I think if if you want to play ba- if you want to do competitive sports, I think baseball is a great option. And I think town ball could get competitive, but I think it's more enjoyable as just kind of go spend two hours hanging out with friends, hitting the ball. Yeah.
0: We actually don't track errors statistically speaking in the game. We tend to errors in the game in baseball, errors are kind of seen as against the defense and how they're tracked. Um, in town ball, we tend to let errors benefit the offense and how they're accounted for in the stats. Which you would, I mean, that makes sense from what you guys have experienced with playing it, right? If someone mess up, that means it, and it, it, it requires that the offense actually take advantage of it, they don't always do it, so it moves really fast.
3: Um, I think, I think the future of the game is very good. It's great to watch, uh, this game be brought back to life in just small communities everywhere. Mm-hmm. But my only worry is that things can get too competitive, especially in America. That <laughs> things can get too competitive and that kind of would push fun out of the equation. And as you said, things could get ugly. So I- I, I like, but as I said, I like playing more casually. I think if everyone's out there just for fun, that the town ball sport can really thrive.
2: I would turn on a TV and watch this game. I wouldn't support that. I, I think this is a great game to watch also. I've never personally actually watched a game, but I would watch this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been talked about before. What would town ball look like? Elevised. It'd be really weird. It would be weird. You would have to have like a billion camera angles. You'd More want like rolls, Yeah, yeah like it's probably like, Yeah. The control room where they're switching between cameras, you would have to... Everyone in that room would have to know how to play the game so that they know where to look for what's going on. You would also have to say, do we want the audience people at home to know where the hidden ball trick is before the players even know? Because you could just track... Someone could just pay attention to where the ball's going and track that on a camera... But the players on the field may not know where it is until they reveal it and peg somebody.
2: I think maybe even doing it... You video it beforehand, but in you edit it, kind of. If you have all cameras going at the same time so you can do it and then edit it, and then maybe do it as even like, I don't know, a television show. You know, unless... If, I feel like... Filming it live would be crazy hard and maybe spoil some of the fun, but doing it kind of as episodes almost where you just release it after it's been edited so you don't see the tricks and you don't, and it's less crazy might be
0: fun too. Yeah, that is interesting. What about you, Kaliki? What do you think about the future of the game?
4: Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to become like an in person, like super uh, high spectator game for in person spectator, just because, like you were saying, there's no foul territory. So, Placing the stands is gonna be pretty hard for that, I think. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's gonna become a huge in person spectator sport, but I would like to see like competitive teams like like if Michigan had a bunch of teams in Michigan and like they could go and compete and keep that like niceness of the teams, like kind of casual playing, but still have competitive teams. That's kinda of where
0: I see Town kind of Wall going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've played personally with a very wide variety of ages and talents of, in the game, and it's crazy how in almost any of those contexts I can just find a different way to have fun. So when I'm playing with new people, I very am very possessive about the catcher position because that's arguably the most important position when because
2: you control I, everything. You
0: control everything. I I know how to you guys have seen me direct you guys when you pitch a lot and I just move around. I'm like, okay, I'm going like behind their back into the left, try and throw here. Cause I'm trying to get the ball to hit the tip of their bat behind their back. So we can count it as a strike. Cause they didn't run on it or I'll go way back and be like, okay, fake them out, throw them way over their head or I'll come right behind the zone and then come underneath like, okay, now we're going to do this. So that's, that's how I try to get in the batter's head. And it does lead to strikes. Um, more often and at least out sometimes but if i'm playing with everybody who knows what they're doing i don't necessarily have to fill that role and so then i can actually do more like player stuff and i can i can think more about my own strategy as a base runner so you kind of just jump around with roles depending on who you're playing with and you fill that spot could you guys just maybe comment a little bit on how you do you guys feel like there's a role for everyone in the game no matter how good they are
1: um, yeah, I think there's definitely a role for everyone because there's those power hitters who are hitting it far, and outfielders are important. First baseman is important if they're leading off or they're stealing first. Any position is important, but there is more important positions like catcher and pitcher. Those are two of the most important positions. Like, every um every position is important, but there's some positions that are more so. Yes, and
4: then they require more You know, but then there are other positions. That are easier for like for newer players to play. There are easier positions to play. So, you know, a lot of newer players sometimes will play first base. And we saw that, like, I think your sister was playing first base last game. So there's that was her f- first game, I think, and she did pretty well.
0: Second, yeah,
4: so- <laughs> yeah, and she did pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, getting on base is just all you gotta do, really. As soon as you're out of the batter's box, it gets way it, it, it gets a lot. it gets easier and harder. After yeah. that. like there's less stress on you, but there's way more onus and and responsibility to get around bases. What do you guys? Uh, uh, just, I'll wait, let Arthur answer this before I have my next question.
3: Um, no matter your skill level, you can find a role that suits you in the game. It really doesn't matter if you're good, bad, but I, you should also branch out and learn new things mm-hmm. and challenge yourself, because you might find a role that's really fun, and
4: you might want to do that instead.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I definitely say our tour was better at outfield last game, just because he's tall, so he can.
0: How tall are you exactly? Six four. Yeah he so, tag me twice.
4: Yeah, like people can throw over other people. And like he did that to you twice the last game. And just as an outfielder in general, he can reach balls that usually other people can't reach. Yeah. So like that's, I think that's his area. And so he's not as strong a runner, but there are other people on the team that are yeah. great runners and they're not as good as outfielders. So mm-hmm. we fill all the positions and a lot, most of the time people get what they want to do because they want to do what they're good at. Right. Ezra, you had something?
2: Oh, yes. I think there are positions for everyone. Um, One thing I think could definitely be daunting about it is when you get into a pitcher's duel where, you know, zone after zone after zone, it can feel discouraging to play somewhere like first base. I remember I felt bad a tad um, when we played in North Adams because me blaze and i think felipe we had a pretty good pitching thing going and we were zoning almost everyone there was not there was like one inning of action and even i mean i think that makes it pretty boring for someone to kind of stand at first base and do nothing yeah so yes i think there's a position for everyone it it very it depends on the game also i think it's there are some positions that are definitely not for everyone i think the hardest part is being the leader because especially the catcher you have to really be able to make you you're the decision maker almost, you need to make sure you can communicate with your players well, and that's a very big deal when it comes to this sport because there's a lot moving around.
0: What about shuffling the batting order? Oh Yeah,
2: yeah. that's another thing that definitely requires leadership skills. It's one thing that you can't say we're going to bat these 10 people and then we're going to do it backwards kind of thing because it's based on very much what your situation is. The way I usually do it is I like to have the – whenever I'm team captain or whatever, I, I think it's best to have your fast people go on first someone like Felipe, Artur, Silas, someone that can get on base and steal around, and get, get us up there because you want your fast runners on there for when then you can send someone like Grant or some up there who can hit something really far and then drive those runners in. I think that's kind of very, it, it's b- very much based on strategy. Yeah, <laughs> it's worked very well for like
4: when we're on teams Yeah, it worked very well for us to that strategy, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Silas, did you have any... To say about the batting order, or the um,
1: I think the batting order is kind of based on yeah, speed. Like, you have a few runners get on base, and then you just have someone like you just hit them home after they're like stealing, just yeah. like just stealing around the bags, and they get to like third, and then you just hit them home. So, yeah,
4: yeah, and every once in a while you get people to that are gonna hitting and running, and then you've got somebody that will get a like home run, go all the way around. Like, Dylan did that, yeah, they like all five bases and he just ran it all the way around.
0: For someone brand new to the game, what's the biggest point of encouragement you could give them about the game?
1: Um, everyone makes mistakes and you can easily fix them. Like if you, if you get pegged one inning, the next thing, just try to dodge or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or don't steal first base or just don't just do less stealing and wait for a hit like just more like encouragement like that like if they make a mistake just help them fix it and just encourage them and say like next time just do better like you can you won't make that mistake again
0: yeah and it's okay because typically they don't because they, they learn the game about you as well.
2: yeah I think everyone makes mistakes It's definitely a big part that comes in for every new player I know I probably made a bunch of blunders and mistakes when I first started. Um, It's a very, like I said, it's a very stressful game. And so just kind of got to go with the flow. There's going to be, especially if you're playing with a bunch of veterans, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces for people that have played together that you're probably not going to understand your first time around. And so you just kind of got to listen to the people that have played before because there's a 99% chance they know what they're doing and what they're telling you to do is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. Um I'd say no one's
3: perfect, no one's going to go out there and have a perfect game, so don't try and go out and try perfect everything immediately um just give give it your best you know if you win that's good if you lose you'll you'll learn something either way but i think I think losing is is better it, it, for for beginners you know because yeah they'll, you can see what they did
4: and they can improve through the next games good point yeah yeah I'd go back to what Tyler said too like mistakes with mistakes innings come and go so and, yeah. and they're fast too so if you make a mistake in one inning the next inning they might get out on one pitch or it can be a long innings but then eventually you'll get your chance at a long inning yeah so even if you make a mistake and like you said if it's short game you'll play another game so yeah you That's can so. have you can have people that make a mistake and like 10 minutes later they're stealing a base like they made a great steal or something yeah so like Ezra a couple of games ago he stole third from like first base and it was a very risky play but he he made it yeah and if he had you know everyone would be like why'd you do that but <laughs>
2: well that happened to me in North Adams
4: a lot of people said why'd you do that after I got pegged three times game, like a base.
2: <laughs>
4: but then the next, but like he makes mistakes like everybody makes mistakes but then he made a great play that could have been a mistake but it ended up being a great
0: play yeah and lastly, Ezra, could you just briefly define a win inning?
4: Yes.
2: So so this is something that was came uh came up with in North Adams and this is the official term of a certain team, so no other team can use it. You have explicit uh permission from Felipe or me. Yeah, it's copyrighted. Um but it we came up with something called the win inning, which is the inning where you win. Uh and yeah, that's that's basically what it is. A chance. It's a chance. Yeah. It's a
0: chance. You're, it's... You're, you're up by a few runs. You're really just trying to get into the brain of the other team. It's like, mm. this is the winning. Mm. Yep. The winning. The winning.
1: And after four of them, <laughs> and after four of them, it,
3: cleaner, it, then we after just, three <laughs> and yeah.
1: And after, and after um doing that four times, it, it's definitely not as and triumphant.
4: Reverse psychology back on you, like the winning, uh, winning. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have another winning <laughs>
0: Another winning. All right. Years later, we'll be doing the winning I I think it's such a funny term. I it rolls off the tongue, and it's not a guarantee that you actually will end up winning in the end. But while you're up, you can just wear it like a badge. You
4: ever had a game where the game goes for so long that you have to call the game because it won't end. We
1: had one of those ones
0: Yes.
4: Yeah, okay, I've always wondered about that because I haven't been here long enough to see one of those, but I figured it had happened once.
0: Any last things you want to say about the game to any 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 listeners, any any town ball veterans or newbies? Come try it. Yeah.
3: Um <laughs> come for the food like me or more, more importantly <laughs> uh
0: come for the game
3: I think I think it's something everyone should try.
0: Yeah
1: you'll never regret playing. I'll say that much. Okay.
0: You're good. I I would have to agree with you Silas. I uh every game I play I feel like I'm playing it again for the first time. So Yeah. You guys are all representing the Hillsdale People jerseys, which are made by none other than Marcy Horton, who will come up later on a future episode once we talk about more on the business side of Town Ball, but very happy to to see these and hopefully we can play more teams where they have official Town Ball jerseys and we can really get the look down. But thank you all so much for the episode today. Uh, you, You guys are really special to me because you're the first players in my town. And I'm really trying to get this team going out here. So thank you so much for your interest in the game, your company, and all of all the humor as well. Thank you for tuning in to the 21st Century Town Ball podcast. If you want to learn more about the sport, you can visit our website at 21ctownball.com or look at our content on Instagram under the page at 21ctownball. If you're interested in playing the game or creating your own townball team, You can DM us on social media or email us directly at 21ctownball at gmail.com, and we would be happy to start a conversation with you. I'm your host, Grant Moore, and this is the 21st Century Town Ball podcast. Is there ball in your town?